Hey Assassin's Sirens, I'm Vlad Hu and welcome to this episode of our show. Today I'm talking to Michael Bertoni. Now, we're discussing a topic of asking the right questions when you're building your team. And that question is who, not what or how. Meaning who do you need in your team to make it work? Just check out this short clip to get a taste of our episode. A lot of the mantra in that I'm talking about with SaaS companies now is something that we call the SaaS talent matrix, STM. So the thing that you really have to be thinking about as a SaaS founder, this is really, really important, is when you have a problem, any problem that you're dealing with, any challenge, what the problem is, is a talent problem. So this mantra and this thing that we're saying is every problem in a SaaS company is a talent problem, right? And what that means, it doesn't mean hiring, right? That's not what we're trying to say. We're not trying to say, oh, you got to hire talent. No. So you might have to get that talent. So if you're dealing with a challenge or problem, you personally might have to get that talent, get that knowledge. There might be someone on your team, right? Someone exists in your team. As you can tell, it goes much deeper than just what skill sets your team need to execute on this business. So let's dive in and listen to the whole episode right after this quick sponsorship clip. This episode is sponsored by the SaaS Insiders Studio. We help SaaS founders build their minimum viable products, MVPs, launch quickly, find a product market fit, and grow from there. SaaS Insider Studio works with non-technical founders that are on the pre-seed or seed stage to help them execute on their product vision. To learn more, go to my LinkedIn profile that you can find in the description to this episode and shoot me a direct message there. All right, let's jump straight into today's episode. SaaS Insiders, I welcome you to this episode of our show today. Today, uh, I'm joining with Michael Bertoni. He is a SaaS founder himself, but in addition to that, he is also an expert in talent in SaaS. And today we're going to be talking about SaaS talent metrics, what that even is, and why you should need to know about this if you want to run a successful SaaS company. With that said, Michael, I welcome you to the show. Vlad, thank you so much for bringing me into the show. I really, really appreciate what you're doing here. And yeah, I'm so excited to talk to everybody about SaaS talent and the SaaS talent matrix. We are in the business of helping SaaS companies with talent. It's what I've been doing for the last 15 years, and I'm super passionate about it. For those who might not know you yet, if you could give one to two minute introduction on who's Michael, where you're coming from, what you're working on right now. Yeah, absolutely. So again, my name is Michael Bertoni. I'm the founder and CEO of Philly Tech, and we are so excited. We're rebranding to SaaS Talent. So this year, like if you see my LinkedIn, you see everything out there, we're rebranding to the name SaaS Talent. So basically for the past about 15 years, I've been focused on working with SaaS companies, mostly early and growing SaaS companies and helping them with really three things. 
the core focus has always been recruiting and hiring talent. We do that for companies in the United States, locally, and in Latin America. So if you're looking at Latin America. So also, Vlad and I have a connection. So software development, right? So I've helped companies build their MVPs, build their software from the ground up, and get it out into the market. I've got a number of case studies around that. And then the third thing is lead generation. So helping companies generate leads, get their foot in the door to companies. So my company just had our eight-year anniversary. So we're really excited about that. And we're taking the next level. So Philly Tech was my old name. And it was just wasn't getting it done, right? So if I was working with a company in California or Austin or Chicago, and I was called Philly Tech, people were like, why am I working with Philly Tech, right? It was always a, thing, a challenge that I had to get around. But before I started Philly Tech, I was a senior sales executive. I was a leader. I had people that reported to me. I was like your head of sales or your CRO, your chief revenue officer. And basically I would drive revenue. So I love helping companies grow revenues and, and drive growth. I did that for many years. I did it for software companies. I did it for software services companies. And I also did it for cloud and infrastructure companies. I really like the new name because it really speaks about what you do. Let's let's make sure we trademark it so that <laughs> so that we own yeah, it. Yeah, right? trademark SaaS talent. Don't take my name. Don't take my name. <laughs> Michael, one question about SaaS talent metrics. If you could talk about what it is and why as a SaaS founder, SaaS insider, if I'm listening to this, why this is important to me. Yeah, thank you so much, Vlad. So a lot of the mantra that I'm talking about with SaaS companies now is something that we call the SaaS talent matrix, STM. So the thing that you really have to be thinking about as a SaaS founder, this is really, really important, is when you have a problem, any problem that you're dealing with, any challenge, what the problem is, is a talent problem. So this mantra and this thing that we're saying is every problem in a SaaS company is a talent problem, right? And what that means, it doesn't mean hiring, right? That's not what we're trying to say. We're not trying to say, oh, you got to hire talent. No. So you might have to get that talent. So if you're dealing with a challenge or problem, you personally might have to get that talent, get that knowledge. There might be someone on your team right? Someone exists in your team. Like, say you want to, <clears throat> say you want to, you're like, we got to get a CRM. We got to get a CRM. And you're like, we got to get HubSpot. <clears throat> you don't have the money to maybe hire a consultant, but you have somebody in your team that you could designate, hey, other person, learn about HubSpot, learn how we can implement it, right? Because sometimes you can't always do that as a bootstrap SaaS founder. So it's your own talent. It's somebody in your team. The other thing is fractional fractional. This is a big thing, Vlad, for your for people listening. You don't always have to pay a fractional. Let me say that again. You could get an advisor on your team that you don't have to pay all the time. You could ask them questions when you need. So, so what does that mean? What does that look like? <clears throat> say you need sales expertise. You're like, you don't know how to sell. You don't know how to license your product, right? This is a big challenge in SaaS companies. You can engage with a CRO 
or a sales leader and just say, you can first just say, can you help me when I need help? You don't have to pay these people. I, I do it. <clears throat> just go out and ask people in the industry, you find SaaS executives, people, and just say, hey, when I have a question, can I ask you for help? And think about who you are. You're a SaaS founder who potentially is going to grow, build a great company. A lot of times these people just help you for free, right? Then fractional that you pay, right? Then outsourced. You know, you know, you outsource some work to Vlad, right? Vlad will help you build your MVP, right? That's like an outsource situation. Then it hire. So every SaaS problem is a talent problem. It's again your own problem that you got to solve. It is somebody in your team. It is the fractional that you don't pay that you just ask for help. You ask questions. It is someone you pay that's a fractional. It's an outsourced relationship, or it's a new hire. Does that make sense, Vlad? <laughs> well, I, I think I think it does to me. That's for sure. So basically, what you're saying is every problem in the SaaS company is a talent problem, meaning there's someone that's lacking either time or talent to deal with particular part of what your company is doing. Exactly. And, and what we do is we fill those gaps. We fill those gaps for clients, right? So we help them hire talent. We help them find fractional. We help them find outsourced. So <clears throat> when a when a SaaS company that I'm talking to is telling me about a problem, most of the time it's a talent problem because they know that we're recruiting in talent agency and then we help them find the ideal fit talent <clears throat> for, those <clears throat> for those companies, right? So to drill down one level deeper into the question of the SaaS talent matrix, <clears throat> let's talk engineering. <clears throat> Say you're looking for an engineer on your team and your stack in your shop is Node.js, it's React, right? It, it's AWS in the back end. You're obviously going to want to be targeting. <clears throat> this always happens, right? During, during a podcast, you can't talk. But you're always wanna, going to be targeting these people, right? These exact fit people. Then you want to say, can I find someone in my domain, right? that's working in my domain as an engineer, right? That understands, can come into my MarTech, AdTech, FinTech, something, and, and actually understands my tech as well, right? So does that, does that make sense, Vlad? <clears throat> I think it does. I think it does. But when it comes to non-technical founder, let's say I'm a SaaS insider, I'm watching the episode. I'm not a developer, <clears throat> so... I have, I have a pretty clear idea on the market I want to address, the problem that I'm solving. I don't know how to code. So the question is, and I'm a solo founder. So the question is, how do you navigate the situation when it comes to building an MVP, right? You can, of course, learn how to code yourself. The question is, how much time do you have, right? So where's this balance of how do you move efficiently if you are in this situation? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So when you are a, a SaaS founder or you're, you're, you have an idea for a product, right? First thing that you have to think to yourself is how much budget. That, that's number one. So you've got to be thinking, what's the budget? Do I have any budget at all? Do I have a limited, do I have a limited budget of say, to build an MVP, just so everybody on the phone is on the phone, on this call is listening. To build an MVP, you got to be thinking at least 
maybe the minimum is 10K. Minimum, minimum is 10K, right? But then you got to iterate on that product, right? So you first got to be saying, what can I actually pay? <clears throat> 10K is like your starting, starting point. <clears throat> then you go from there. <clears throat> but if you really want to build a product right, you got to be thinking like 50 to $100,000. And then you got to be saying, do I even have that money, right? And then you have to start evaluating different ways to do it again. Is do you have somebody in your local region who you could partner with that what might build for equity or a small amount of money, right? Do you have an outsourced company like Vlad's company that could help build your MVP for you and you know do it for a great cost because he's got resources in the US and in, and in Ukraine, right? Do you hire someone? It's, it's hard, right? It's, it's hard to think about, but first you need to be thinking how much budget, how much budget do I have? And you have to be thinking that once we build an MVP, it's not going to stop. Like, I'm not going to give, I'm not going to give Vlad $10,000 and then he's going to build it. And then like, it's just stopping. The product continues to go. So you've got to continue to fund it. So you got to be thinking like 10,000 a month, right? You got to be thinking, Minimum, can I spend 10000 a month on this, right? Because you're going to have Vlad's time. You're going to have maybe a lead. You're going to have a QA person, right? You need to be thinking minimum almost like 10K a month. Okay, okay. Sometimes I'm, I'm, when I'm talking to founders, right, there are two things. You need to either have resources or have access to those resources. And what I'm saying, I mean, either having basically the money in the budget yourself or having connections with people who would be interested to participate maybe as an investor. So sometimes I, I don't want this to get like a limiting belief for most founders listening in a way that if I don't have in my right pocket right now, a stack of, you know, hundred dollar bills, that's over for me. I, I want to make sure that it's clear. Like we need to either have resources or access to resources so that we can, we can get it to that. Right. Resources or access to resources or Companies that, again, most companies out there don't have a lot of budget, right? They just don't have like, now people that are maybe coming to Vlad's podcast here, maybe you have an idea or you have something. So you got to be thinking like, <clears throat> you got to be thinking about my spend and what can you spend and then getting access to talent locally, you know, internationally, that sort of thing. So Vlad is located in Austin. Right. So I know there's a lot of startups in Austin. Right. So if you're in Austin listening to this, right, you reach out to Vlad. Right. So it's like you like because he's in Austin, you could actually see him. You could you could talk to him. You know, on a side note about Austin, the, the weird thing is when you are just coming to some tech hub before that, like you're used to explaining people what SaaS is when they ask you, like, what do you do for a living? Oh, I work in SaaS. So what is SaaS? And when you're in tech hub like this, you just have your dog walking. I have a dog. And when you talk to someone, well, hey, that's a nice dog. What do you do for a living? Oh, I built SaaS. And before I jump into explaining that, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a SaaS founder as well. I'm like, right. Every second person either works in SaaS or runs a SaaS here. So that's 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 interesting. That's an that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Austin, Austin's a great. I mean, it's a great tech hub. I mean, you have great tech hubs all across, right? All the major cities, but Austin has, especially with South by Southwest that just came through there. 
So Michael, one question I'm curious about is what do you think are the problems that companies face when they grow their talent? So when you are helping your clients, for example, when you're working with SaaS companies, what are the biggest obstacles you see that you help them overcome? What are the things that SaaS and startups that are listening that might face soon and that potentially might be on the lookout for? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to invest time in working, you know, so you have to be working with these people and investing time in their growth. That's very, very important. You have to have personal relationships with them. You got to like to go out and get a drink with them, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you're building relationships, right? You, you have your culture. So first core is those relationships. Then it's culture. You have to have good company culture. So you have to be able like, so that's very, very imperative, right? You have to, people have to enjoy working for your company. If you, if you feel like they're not enjoying working for your company, you're going to have problems. You're going to, you're going to lose them. You're going to have retention issues, culture, right? So relationships, then culture, then perks, right? I call them perks. Perks are obviously you better be paying people a good salary, <laughs> Right. So you better be like, if you're, if you know, you got to know in your head, I'm not paying someone a good salary or I am. If you are, great, great stuff. Then things like the work from home, work from the office, right? People kind of want to work more in the office a little bit now. They want to be able to work from home. They want to have flexibility, right? If it's all remote, that's fine too, right? Try to find a way to get with your people, like actually see them physically. That's very, very important. PTO, people need PTO. So PTO is very important. So PTO is paid time off. What's your paid time off policy? If it's only 10 days, probably not enough. Most SaaS companies have unlimited PTO. So again, because we work with only SaaS companies, that's all we do. We know what the models are. We know how they operate. We know how they work, right? So if you don't have unlimited PTO, that could be a problem, right? The other is the benefits, the health insurance, like all these things. Like, so all of these things are super, super, super important, but it all comes down to relationships and culture. I feel people need to love working for your company. They need to be passionate about it. Very, very important. Initially, I was having an initial office in Ukraine where we started the company a few years ago. And it was, it was something magical, you know, like when we have like Tuesday weekly meetings and we go to pizza time, we'll play some mafia together. Like it's, it's, it's really good. I, I, really, I really believe that contributed a lot to the team getting even stronger with recent events where we got global. They still connect. They still go and hang out like with each other actually when they have time, which is magical. But when it comes, if I didn't have that, if I have my remote company from day one, let's say I'm hiring people overseas, for example, in different time zones, and we only see each other like in Zoom and Google Meet meetings, what do you think are steps to get started with the culture? What are the ways to build it remotely? So important. Great question. So we have a team meeting. So my company is international. So I'm in Philadelphia, United States, and Latin America. We have a Monday morning team meeting where I go through a state of the business. So a couple of things that you could do. State of the business, we have an employee of the month 
So we have two, we actually have two employees the month, right? Like, and they get a bonus for being employee of the month. So in the beginning of your meeting on Monday, you want to give a quick update here. Here's how the state of the business, like Vod, you could do this. Like here's state of the business. Here's how things are going. I wanted to recognize, I wanted to recognize Myra because she's doing a great job in recruiting. Great job, Myra. Oh, I wanted to recognize Kashal because he just made a hire. Great job, right? So recognizing people is very important. So have a team meeting, right? Don't just do your stand-ups. Because like what a lot of founders might do is like, oh yeah, we're just gonna, we're doing our stand-ups. You know, we're talking, we're doing, we're talking, we're talking. No, it's not enough. Have a team meeting, right? Every week at the same time. Where you, again, you go through the state of the business, you recognize people for the good work they're doing. And then maybe you talk about, you talk about the business at a high level. You talk about some of the challenges. You, you ask for feedback. That's another big one. Ask for feedback. Hey, how do you think we should be doing this better? So we have that meeting on Monday with the whole team. And then I have a meeting on Wednesday with my leadership team. Very important. So. Monday is the entire team. Wednesday is my leadership team. So another good recommendation for people listening to this right now is EOS. EOS is the Entrepreneurial Operating System, EOS. There's a saying in EOS about you got to have the right people on the bus to build your company. So, so I highly recommend that you, that you check out EOS because EOS explains to you how to build this internal operating system within your company to make sure it's working, right? So highly recommend just setting up a team meeting, right? And having a leadership meeting, team meet, like, so those are two things you could do right away. So when it comes to EOS, I think there is a book associated with that as well. I think it was, it is a concept by, I think the, the book is called EOS as well, right? Yeah, there's a book, but everything is on YouTube. I mean, basically the concepts or are on YouTube, but the way their model works is you actually hire a consultant that is an advisor. So in Austin or any city or anything, there's, there's EOS consultants that you could find that will help you, but yeah, you could do it yourself as well. But, but the biggest thing that I learned, Vlad, is how to run the business, right? Are you trying to figure this out on your own? Because I was for a while and I was, I, was, I was making mistakes, right? I was doing it okay, but then I found a system. And obviously there's other systems other than EOS, right? Another really good guy that I want to give a plug to is, you might know Vlad, is Dan Martell. So Dan Martell's book, right? Dan Martell's book that he just came out with is Buy Back Your Time. I got to tell everybody, it just came out. It is the best book that I've ever listened to because I got Audible. It's ever the bo best book I've ever listened to for creating this operating system. EOS was good, but EOS, EOS was, is for general all companies. What's great about Dan Martell is he is SaaS Academy. So if you've ever heard of SaaS Academy, that's Dan Martell, right? And he wrote this book called Buy Back Your Time, primarily all his clients are SaaS companies, right? So it's like, it's, it's better. Again, better talent. Say, say your problem is, oh, I need to build operational. Again, 
I got to figure out how to operationally run my business. You can go to an EOS that is like great, but it's the Walmart of that, right? Or you could go to a person who works with SaaS companies and does it, right? It's completely different, right? It's because he understands your business. It's the difference between its talent. Again, it's SaaS talent. It's like a lot of, like I had a, I have a client that I'm working with. I'll give you one more story, Vlad. He was telling me he had a lot of sales challenges. He's like, I don't know how to price my software, right? I don't know. I don't know a lot about licensing agreements, right? These are challenges. Like these are major challenges. Like how do I sell this stuff? Most found, like, how do I sell this stuff? And he's working with a general all-purpose sales advisor. And then I said to him, you need to be working with a, with a software-focused sales advisor that's in MarTech. So it's not only software, it's also MarTech, right? So you got to be thinking about this, everybody, as you're getting talent, get the best talent for specifically for you and your company. Okay, okay. Great recommendation, by the way, about Dan Martell and his book. As a substance artist, I'm listening to this. So we, we saw EOS, Buyback Your Time by Dan Martell. Are there any other, let's say, maybe literature, inspirational speakers? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure you have a lot of, a lot of content on that as well. So to substance artists, I recommend watch Michael Bertoni's channel. We'll be putting links in the description. But in addition to that, what are the other resources that you think SaaS insiders would benefit in a great way to, to push them forward in, in their SaaS game? Yeah, so miracle morning. So you want to change your whole life and company. The mo so again, I have a lot of philosophies. One is if you have a good morning routine, you will have a good day. You will have a good week. You will have like every morning, if you have a great morning routine, so there is a book called The Miracle Morning. The entire audiobook is on YouTube. I mean, you don't even have to buy it. Like you just you just go to YouTube and type Miracle Morning. Like the whole audiobook is there. No excuse. No excuse. No excuse, right? So you usually what let me explain to you about my morning routine. So I get up, I get up in the morning. First thing I do is I hit the shower and I take a hot, cold shower, right? I take hot, cold, and I actually do a yoga routine, stretching routine in the shower. I've got a big shower. So I do this, I do this light stretching thing. Then I get out and meditate, right? Then I eat a small meal. I have my coffee and my vitamins. Then I get a, then I get a workout, right? I get a workout, like a 30-minute workout. I love hit workouts, high-intensity workouts amazing. They're on YouTube. So hit workouts, 30 minutes, get it done. Then come back, plan, spend about 15 minutes planning my day. And then I get started. That whole thing takes an hour, takes one hour. That's it. Just one hour in the morning, you have a morning routine. Sometimes it could be a little shorter. Sometimes it could be a little longer. That's really important. The other thing that is very, very important is advisors. Everybody listening to this, if you do not have an advisory board, you got to go out and get one. An advisory board is a team that you could talk to, you could ask questions to, right? And they could be fractional. They could, you could be paying them. You don't have to be paying them. Very, very important, right? These foundational things that I learned helped me scale my company. 
right? One thing I want to clarify on the morning routine. Uh, if, if I understand this correctly, it's not necessarily about just stretching or meditating, that those specific routines can be different to other people, meaning that you don't need to necessarily just follow what Michael is doing. The whole idea is to get into this momentum of doing the same routine in the morning that gets you into the flow. Do I get this correctly? Correct. Correct. My here, here's the thing. In order to get, in order to get the mind going, right? We have this again. I'm very, I have a lot of Eastern meditation in me from my background. You you have to get your body moving, right? You have to be in good shape, right? You have to have so you don't have to do all these things you know you could just maybe get up and do 25 jumping jacks right like you gotta you gotta get moving like you have to get your body moving in the morning right you have to get into what you're doing right so i have a series of these things so it's physical like again the light stretching the shower right then the meditation the mental get the meditation going right right and then I, for me personally, I'm, I'm very hyperactive. I, I've always worked out. I've worked out a lot. So I need to work out. Like I need to go work out. So you don't have to do everything, but the miracle morning teaches you that you should have a morning routine, right? So you want to have that morning routine. Outside of that, are there any other, you think, books, book recommendations, inspirational speakers, some, anything else that the founder will, will benefit from? Yeah, I I have this I have this audio video on YouTube that I listen to probably a few times every week. It's the Joe Joe Rogan. So so one of the things that's cool about YouTube, if everybody knows this, it's an algorithm and it kind of picks up on what you like and what you don't like. So Joe Rogan motivation, right? Doctor Joe Dispenza. Oh my gosh. Dr. Joe Dispenza helped change my life. It's more the meditation, right? So that that meditation piece. So his book, Being Supernatural. And I'm really big into this. However you feel about yourself is we're all, we're the, I feel we're all gods. So if you feel in your religion or whatnot that you were born from a higher power, right? The idea is we're all gods. We all can create amazing things, right? And the other thing, the, the, the guy who, gosh, what's his name again? There's one other person that I listened to that's amazing. I can't remember his name right now, but you have to have an aim, right? You have to have an aim. So Joe Rogan is one, right, that I listened to. You, all you have to do in YouTube, so everybody to make it easy, is you type in Joe Rogan motivation, right? You talk Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza, like talk about like everything's in YouTube, right? You don't even have to get their books. You just, you just listen to YouTube, their YouTube stuff, okay. right? The other, okay. the, other person, the other person that I really like, that I really like is who again is the, uh, there's so many good speakers out there. Who again is the, Who's the host of Family Feud again? He's a, a black gentleman. I can't remember his name, but he has these videos that he does, these motivational videos that he does online. They are amazing. Like, like Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey. Oh my gosh. Steve Harvey has these motivational talks that he does before Family Feud episodes. Like it's like, 
you're like, what is this? Like the first time I saw it, I was like, what is, what is this? Like, and then he, he is, his stuff is so good and it's all short and to the point. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, by, by the way, you're telling this, it means like we can basically pick up a lot of, a lot of things from people who are like unrelated to SaaS in particular or the particular digital business, right? It's just, it's just about paying attention of what successful people do to, to succeed. And sometimes it's not only about, you know, that kind of small hack in legion, small hack here, small hack there. It's, it's also a lot about your, your identity and kind of the framework of how you, how you see things. I found, I found it. Okay. The last person I listened to is Jordan Peterson. So Joe Dispenza, Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan, like, like, so Jordan Peterson, I listen. So you've got to have an aim. So every day when I wake up and I finish my morning routine and I get to my notebook, the first thing that I write in my notebook every morning on Monday is number one resource for SaaS talent. My vision is to be the number one resource for SaaS talent. Mm -hmm. So that's my vision. Like that's literally the vision for what I want to do in my life. So everybody listening to this, you have to have an aim. You have to be aiming towards something. Jordan Peterson says this all the time. We are aiming creatures. Everything gets set up around your aim. The thing that, again, is you have to get to the point where you can have an aim. If you, you don't have the morning routine and you're healthy and all this stuff, like you're, it's going to be impossible to get your aim because you're not, you're, you're not set up to be able to do it. Michael, one thing I, I, want, I always like to ask my guests is, let's, let's say, how do, we, how do we identify the biggest idea out of our conversation? So let's say if I'm a assassin starter, I'm listening to the episode and I can only take away one big thing. Let's say I forget about everything else. It's just one big thing I can take away from this episode. What do you think that that idea is? You, you have to have a name. I mean, just again, the, you have to have a vision for your life right? Everything we, again, are super, we are all, we are all gods. We have the ability to manifest our destinies. We do, right? You have to say, where, where do I want to go? Right? So what do I want to achieve? And it's got to be really simple. I want to be the number one company to build SaaS MVPs, Vlad, right? So number one, like every day you get up in the morning, number one company to build SaaS MVPs, right? Literally, you say, I want to be the number one company. You say, and you pump yourself up, right? I want to be the number one company. Like I, I listen to music to pump myself up, right? So I'll be like, I want to be the number one resource to help SaaS companies with talent. Number one resource, right? And I get all pumped up. And then I'm like, let's do it. So you got to have an aim. Like you got to have a focus for like your life, at least your business life, right? Don't forget about your wife and your kids and stuff like that, right? So, so yeah, so the biggest thing is an aim, is that aim. I, I also like to do it in the present tense because it, it wires you to, to act like you are already there and it just forces the reality to catch up. So instead of saying like, I want to be something, you say, I am this. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, so, so Vlad, I don't know if you're, if you're speaking my language here, but there is meditations that are that online, search them out. You just did it. I am meditation. So it's, I am, I am great. I am wealthy. I am 
right? So go on YouTube, you could actually find, they're, they're literally called I am meditations, right? It's, it's, it's the word, it's actually, it's the word of the gods. Like, it's like, so I've been, I researched this all the time. So there's literally the words I am are words that are put out by, but you, you, you're saying what you want to be. I am this, I am that, right? And if you believe it, you'll do it. I think people refer to this as affirmations as well. You got and it. That's the, no, way, that's the word. Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's I do. So the meditation stuff, again, when you do a meditation, I have two meditations that I do I have a morning meditation and then an affirmation. Thank, thank God for my girls. Thank God for my family, my girlfriend, my parents. When you start to, when you put this in the morning routine, you feel good. You're like, oh gosh, I feel good. So you, there's a lot of things. It's not necessarily one thing. I feel like this morning routine, it encompasses a lot of different things that you got to figure out for yourself. What are the most important things for you, right? And then you go from there. Michael, to continue the conversation, if someone's interested in what you're doing to learn more, maybe seek guidance from you or just to connect and, well, and, and see how you can help each other. What are the best places for assassin Insiders to connect with you? We'll be putting those links in the description, but what do you think are the best ones? Yeah, absolutely. So I am really big on LinkedIn. So Michael C. Bertoni, I've got over 23,000 first connections. If you connect with me on LinkedIn and you said, I, 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 I heard on you on Vlad's show, right? That, that would be the best way to connect with me, right? Just connect with me on LinkedIn and do a connect message and say, I, I heard you on Vlad's show. Let's talk, right? And we'll go from there. What do you think should be the, the final thoughts? What would be like the final note for our conversation here? How, how would you like to end it? Vlad, I just want to thank you. Right. So I reached out to Vlad. Right. And so I, I have a little bit of a focus right now on I'm changing the name of my company to SaaS talent. One of my strategies is to talk to podcasters and start to get it out there. Right. And, and start to use that. So I wanted to thank you because I reached out to you. You didn't know me. And you're like, you're, we're, we're connecting now. Right. We're, we're getting to know each other. So I wanted to say thanks for giving me the opportunity really from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate it. And I, I'm looking forward to working with you. So we had talked about, I would love to meet with you, Vlad, just set up another meeting in my calendar, right? Like, so I'll send you a note, basically, let's talk about lead gen, let's help you with lead gen. And we'll go from there. Michael Bertoni, everyone. Michael, I thank you for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much, Vlad. It was awesome. And I really, really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to talking to you more. Sass Insiders, we will see you in the next episodes.